0: Coming up on the Gaming UK podcast, Rockstar delays GTA 4 PS3 DLC, Final Fantasy 13 tops the UK charts, Batman Arkham Asylum wins the gaming BAFTAs, and much, much more. Welcome to this edition of the Gaming UK podcast. Welcome to episode number two of the Gaming UK podcast. I'm Giovanni. And I'm Stefano. So, let's get straight in with this week's news. First bit of news is about Rockstar, and it's delaying the release of GTA 4 um, and the DLC for the PlayStation 3. It was originally meant to come out in March, towards the end, around now-ish, but looks to be ready for a mid-April release. Uh, both PS3 and PC users are going to be hit um with this, let's call it a strike, shall we? Sony um, Computer Entertainment Europe, also known as just Sony, has decided that they would like to edit some of the Liberty City radio stations, um, the TV channels and internet content that is featured on the game, for both PS3 and PC. So this is called Rockstar, to delay it for an extra two weeks. It's, Sony says that this was a tough decision because they wanted everyone to experience the same um experience online. And you can see that um they they've had they've been forced by Sony to do this essentially. The new release dates for episodes from Liberty City Um, and the two downloadable episodes which are The Lost and Damned and The Ballad of Gay Tony will be available when, Stefano? April 13th for North America and for us here in the UK and in the rest of Europe we'll have to wait till April 16th. Yeah, three days later. I still don't understand this staggering of game releases as if for some reason there isn't enough bandwidth in the world to cover all of them or as if because we're in the UK, we are less privileged than the US, same way that sometimes shows are still released in the US before, which increases piracy. So, these companies seriously need to get their act together, because it's not looking good for for when these media companies continue to try and just use their old media models
1: today. It just doesn't work. One thing I don't understand is why the PC version... Also has to be delayed. Well, it's essentially the same
0: modifications to be made, so they have to rebuild them all again.
1: The thing is, the thing isn't made by Sony; it's made by Microsoft. So,
0: yeah, they, they said that the reason that they have delayed um the PC version, because as they said, they wanted everyone, and this is a quote from Rockstar, we wanted everyone to experience multiplayer simultaneously, take part in online events together be on level ground on leaderboards, etc. Because if one did come out before the other, then um, there would be slight leaderboard problems, people get ahead of each other, but it's ready out for the Xbox, so... Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Oh, well, maybe the Xbox are not allowed to compete with them. The next story is about Final Fantasy XI, which has, within its first week, shot up straight to the number one spot on the Final Fantasy um on the UK charts, it's actually displaced the Ace Battlefield Bad Company Two, which was in first place, and it's been
1: moved on to second. Um, Just Dance was in third place, which looks pretty good, and uh, the lovely Heavy Rain, which is a PlayStation Three ex- exclusive, is in fourth. Well, that just shows
0: that when a game is very for example, Just Dance is more of a Wii game than anything else. Yeah, I don't know if it is actually on any other platform, but the yeah, it's, it has to be on the Wii. It has to be Wii exclusive because of the um, Wii Remote um, controls. The way that um, these exclusive games are selling and going so high up the rankings does kind of put other games like Battlefield um, and Modern Warfare Two to shame. Because they shut up with just being available on one console. Well, I would say surprisingly, Nintendo's Wii Fit Plus is in number five still. I know, and that's pretty, pretty old. Even older, oh, do you know that that is the Wii Fit Plus, not just the Wii Fit? Yeah, I know. Um, we have Modern Warfare 2, which has now been out for several
1: months, and still in 6th place. About 3 months now, so... But, um, uh, it is a very big war game. So...
0: Number 7, we have Sonic and Sega All-Star Racing. 8, Alien vs. Predator. 9, we still have Wii Sports Resort, um, which still hanging on there.
1: Just shows how old. I well. don't know
0: how old, though. Really shows how well Wii concerts is still going. And new Super Mario Bros. for the Wii are in 10. So, the Wii is pretty much dominating most of these games. They have Just Dance, um, Wii Fit Plus, Sonic and Saga All-Star Racing, Wii Sports Resort, Super Mario Bros. for Wii. They have about 5 of the top 10 games.
1: Um, this just shows how um, a game series can, can be so popular. I mean... Um... I mean, when they announced Final Fantasy XIII in 2005, um, um and people were very excited, but I didn't think that so they would be as excited now. Yes,
0: and five years later, they're still, they're still all hyped up about it. In the same way that I'm extremely excited to get my hands on a certain game made by Valve, Half-Life oh, 3, or... Oh. Half Life Two Episode Three, if that's ever gonna come out.
1: Yeah, um, I think they released Portal Two first, so whether that there might be some clues on there for Half Life Two Episode Three, as as they did in Portal.
0: Yeah, I really do hope that this game either or they could just do a surprise announcement where they go, Ta-da! Half Life Two Episode Three is out today." Not, Not gonna to happen because they want pre-orders. They want pre-orders, don't they? Mm. They're going to announce it a couple of months beforehand. Pretty sure it will go straight to number one. The games are absolutely astounding. There probably won't be a massive graphical jump, even though graphics have evolved quite a bit. It won't be as noticeable from Half-Life 1 to Half-Life 2, which is an incredible change. Yeah, I've got to say, yeah. Storyline amazing on that game. Whenever, Valve, any day now would be fantastic. So you seem to have
1: drifted up the topic again. Yeah, um, but... I think either in like one or two years' time that they will release this. I really hope it's out this year. Yeah, but um, uh, it's more likely to be in E3 2012 or 2011, not 2010. We'll see.
0: Hopefully, it'll be out on the um E3. It'll be out on E3 show floor this year, and then they'll release it next year or for Christmas time. Come on. Now moving on to our next story, as we've just gone on a mad tangent. Last Friday was the, the BAFTAs, not just the, any BAFTAs, they're actually the Gaming BAFTAs. Now, funnily enough, BAFTA stands for British Academy of Film and Television Awards. No film or television in games, but we'll leave that aside. Uncharted 2 Among Thieves was a, what meant to be the winner practically for Game of the Year Awards, but it was a surprise. The winner of the best game was
1: B- Batman Arkham Asylum. Um, I've played this game, and it's absolutely amazing. It's one of the best superhero games I've ever played, because I don't really like superhero games. So
0: The game also won um, Arkham Asylum in the other category, which was, if I remember, gameplay. Uncharted got best action game, best story and best original score. Um, also went to Uncharted. Left 4 Dead 2 won Best Multiplayer.
1: I think I sort of have to agree with that, because the multiplayer can be quite good there, but um, I don't think when, like, your verses, it's as it did as uh, the first Left 4 Dead. Very, um, very addictive multiplayer, I agree. Yeah, but I think Left 4 Dead was just a little bit more addictive. Finally... We have FIFA 2010,
0: which won Best Sports, and EA did quite well um, in games this time. If you would like to see the full list of all um, the nominees and the winners, you can um, go to BAFTA.org slash awards slash video games. Actually, no, I'm not going to give you this URL. It's just way too long. I'll get you a nice URL um, to have a look at in a second. Because that, frankly, is a crazily long URL. So, the URL that you can come and get this is bit.ly slash Tech UK podcast, and then the number one. Don't write O-N-E, just literally the digit one. And that will take you straight to the page. Now, that's the end of our little segment on the gaming awards. On to our next bit of news. So, our next piece of news is about the 3DS, which is what Nintendo is calling its new DS or DSi. And apparently, it's going to be offering a fantastic feature, which is glasses-free 3D. Now, there's a whole press release, and these are the main um, Points. points, yeah, the main features, what they've said will be happening. So... The first thing is that the 3DS is a tentative name. A tentative name essentially means that it's not a final name. They might change it, pretty sure. Yeah, but I think they will. I don't, I don't know. It's actually kind of catchy, the 3DS, 3GS. They're kind of going on the iPhone V-D-S. hyper. S. And while also using the DS name. I think it's it's smart. Um, When when was the launch scheduled for? Oh, end of March. 2011, so we still have a whole year waiting. Yeah, And what they said is that the cartridges that you have with your DS and DSi um, consoles will be compatible with the DSi, which is good, and it will not be like how Sony did with its terrible PSP Go, where they charge more money and give you less features and make you download games off the internet. Refer to our previous episode if you want to hear more about that. Episode number one. Now, E3 is coming up in June. We're only okay. about two two and a bit months away from it. Free, possibly. And they said that they're going to have more details then. So this could actually be one of, the, one of the biggest innovations this year, with everyone coming out with 3D um, TVs, and now them coming out with 3D gaming consoles. This could be the start of an actual 3D revolution, because honestly, I don't really... I didn't really think that 3D was going to catch on. But if they start doing it in games and it works really well, I think that's where it can start going um very, very well.
1: Yeah, I think 3D um began in like late 2009, mostly on like cinemas. But then now yeah. they're trying to do it for TVs, gaming consoles. Yeah, they're
0: trying to basically put 3D into our houses. But what I'm sort of worried about is why is the movie industry releasing all these films in 3D, and now that we're going to have 3D TVs, are they actually going to release 3D Blu-rays? Because they're going to be losing money. But that's for our other podcast, which you can refer to called Tech UK. You can find that in the iTunes store, and it's all about technology. So, after... What I also wanted to say was, after updates like the PS3 Move and the Xbox Project Natal... This seems to be a a revolution from Nintendo this year. and They've actually done something this year. Like, in the last few years, they've done very well. And this year, they've once again
1: tried to innovate. Um, The thing I'm more worried about this is the graphics for the DS. I think if they can improve the graphics on this as well as 3D, it could be a, a winner. Well... The fact
0: is, it's going to sell anyway. The DS is the fastest... Sorry, the most selling console ever. Not just handhelds of all consoles. And it's... Well, we've just checked, and Stefano was actually right for once.
1: Not for once, for like the billionth time. And,
0: well, actually, the DS is not the most selling console, but it's at hundred almost thirty million sales back in the end of 2009. That means, and the PS2 was the best-selling console with 140. They can easily sell another 10 million and outsell the the PlayStation 2. But they are kind of cheating with this. We are almost the best-selling console because there are including the DS, the DSi, the DSi Lite, and all these terrible names which they keep on confusing us with. Mm-hmm. Um, the DS XL. Yeah. Wow, they're really taking this very far. And about the graphics you were saying, I don't think that's a problem. I think it is. is, the DSi is targeted at young children. Young children do not care. They do not know what HD is. They do not see a difference in the games. They just want to have fun while they're playing. And that's what the DS provides. It's different. It has finger-flicking action. My younger cousins play it. And they love it. It's their favourite console. They have one each. They can play against each other. They can play Mario. They can play...
1: Cooking Mama, they can do whatever they want. All these little children's games, which they just frankly adore. No, but I think they should really be heading into, like, a teenager-ish market.
0: They don't need to. You can see how much money they're making with the Wii, and that just proves casual gaming does work. Our final piece of news, and perhaps one of the most significant for this year, maybe, is that the iPhone is really stealing market share from both Sony and Nintendo in 2008 in the US the iPhone accounted iPhone and iPod touch accounted for just 5% of the portable game software market it has now quadrupled to 19% this has actually caused PlayStation's market share to be halved it did have 20% back in 2008, 2009, it went down to just 11 Even Nintendo, with its console, has actually lost from 75% down to 70 This really does show how the iPod Touch and the iPhone are just so
1: versatile. Yeah, um, I really have to agree with, with these figures, because, um, because um, iPhone and iPod Touch... Um, um, are really good gaming platforms, and did uh, they do re- realize that in like two thousand and
0: eight? I'd say the iPhone graphics are just as good as the PSP. PSP. So may- maybe some of the games are not that good, but generally very good. Much better than Nintendo DS, at least objectively to me, subjectively actually. And it seems that these these consoles can't simply can't catch up. I remember Nintendo released an app which was, well, a cartridge, which was with loads of books on it, and you could buy it for £20 or so, mm. and you could read books on the iPod, you could get that for free as an app. You wouldn't have to pay £20, and the fact that you can get all these free apps for the for the iPhone, you can... That's, Quite a lot of games which are very good, which are free, which we'll be getting to in our review, and there's also all these other apps that you can get. You can get productivity apps, you can get to-do lists, and the, the games you can get a game for fifty nine p instead of twenty pounds.
1: I think why um I think why um the PSP uh, is losing market is that because um of its PlayStation. PSP goes, I think.
0: Yeah, that was a flop, frankly. I think anyone that has it like likes it. I haven't even seen many of them selling. Um, Nintendo DS was the casual market. You can also do that on the iPod. Plus, once you compare prices, it becomes quite apparent that, for example, the Nintendo DS is not that much of an exceptional deal. For example... The DS at the moment retails for around 90 to £90 for the standard DS Lite. Um, but we'd go for the DSi, shall we, for 125 Even the DS Lite, for £90, gets amazing reviews. The DSi has the double camera um, and the iPod, or not an iPhone obviously, but an iPod can start around £150. If you work to get the DSI and jump up to the iPod, which has, a, it's a difference of around twenty-five to thirty pounds, and even from the DS Lite to the iPod, it's a difference of around sixty pounds. You can see that it's a, it's frankly more appealing to have the iPod. You do get two screens on the DS Lite or the DSI, but it has an accelerometer on the on the iPod Touch, there's multi-touch gestures, you can do drawing apps, you can have spreadsheets on there, you can have calendars, you can organise practically your whole life on there, you can read books, and just for a little bit more, plus of course you can also have your music on there, and it can all be in your pocket, take it out, the battery life is just as good, and obviously Apple has its fantastic marketing, which just seems to work on anything.
1: I think the reason why that Nintendo's DS has a dual screen is for reading books. Although Apple has proved that um, you only need one screen for that.
0: It's not only that, of course. They have these games where you can touch the screen and shake pots and stuff. And you can essentially do two things at once. I have never got around to the point of being able to look at both screens at once. I really, It's not even in my peripheral vision. I'll look at one, then I'll look at the other. I know, it just doesn't work for me. And there's some games which you have, for example, a platformer at the top, then at the bottom you have a map. It's just a waste of a screen. I know, I mean, you can just, like, select a map. You could just press, I don't know, a select button or a start button, and even, like, how the Game Boy Color has has, um, a map. And that's it for this week's news. Now, I just want to get into a discussion as we were talking about Apple, about the iPad and what that could mean for gaming. I know for a fact that there are several very, very big companies working with Apple, and that these companies are really trying to get their apps onto the iPad. If they start charging the £20, £30, they will not be going anywhere. But if they do the same as what EA was doing with The Sims, I think, charging around £5... I think that's acceptable. £5 for The Sims, perfect. I wouldn't even, even mind paying £10 for an, a very well-made app on there. Um, the accelerometer, of course, will mean that we'll be able to play all these big driving games like they've shown in the ads where you can just tilt it. And, of course, you'll be able to use all your normal apps, or, and you can click two times, which actually expands them to four times the size. And you'll be able to, to play normal apps there, but they'll also be several apps which, the names that I've been seeing in the app store, they've been released on There is, for example, name of the app HD, which, so for example, I don't know, could be Car Racing, and then the iPad app would be called Car Racing HD. I will think you will have to repay for the HD versions of the apps, but there should be a way to have an in-app purchase or something which will upgrade them.
1: Yeah, um, I was about to say that... um. The graphics on the iPad will be better than any other portable game,
0: and the screen console. will be
1: completely bigger, much bigger.
0: Um, of course, we have. I just want to touch on a game that I want to come out quickly for the for the iPad and or even the iPod Touch and iPhone. I would love to see the makers of Pokemon come up with the game. I just took a look on the forums this week and there's actually no Pokemon games whatsoever without jailbreaking your iPod and going into an emulator. I think if Pokemon did come out on the iPhone it would be an instant success. it would be number one definitely on the App Store. Maybe they are working on it on the game. I don't know if it's Nintendo themselves that make the game but I would really, really like to see a a Nintendo game coming out for it. A, a proper Pokemon clone. It could be the old ones, Pokemon Red or Blue. It doesn't have to be the new ones. The classic ones would probably sell much better. So this week Stefano's still been playing Fallout 3. As it is a very, very long game, which does require a lot of skill and a lot of time to play it. Notice he's been playing it for hours and hours on end and pretty much become unresponsive and seems to have become a zombie again. Very similar to Plants vs. Zombies. Yeah. Not Fallout Free. because it's a completely different
1: game. <laughs> yeah. But,
0: um, so, what are your impressions now that you've played it mm. for quite a few more hours?
1: Now, um, uh, I'm just doing the DLCs. Now, because um, so you finished all the main story quests, yeah.
0: And which expansions
1: are you taking a look at? Um, first I'm doing one which is, uh, I think it's Out of This World. I can't remember the exact name. And um, how's that going? What do you think storyline? I am actually getting there because it's a very very long way away from any path that I've been to. So, can you teleport there? Well... Or close enough? Well, close enough, because um, I, I haven't actually been in the place. And yeah, like... so you have to... You can't teleport somewhere you haven't been to yeah. before. Because, obviously, that's
0: exactly how it works in real life.
1: I know, you just teleport magically.
0: Yeah. Um...
1: Have you tried the other expansion yet? Well, um... There are... I think an- another four expansions on, on top of this one. And will you be playing all of these? think so. And um, if I've been playing as quick as I've been now, I'll probably get it finished by the end of this week. So we'll see if, if by
0: next week's podcast you'll be playing a completely different game. Yeah. Um, hopefully we'll be moving on to Heavy Rain as the game that we're playing at the moment. Yeah. Which... I guess it's not going to be anywhere near as long as a hundred hours, maybe six hours if we're lucky. I know,
1: I I don't really like short games, but I like short and detailed games. But the um, the replayability on this game is fantastic because yeah,
0: I've played. But but we'll get to that in a second. Okay, When say okay. In a second, I actually mean whenever we get round to playing. <laughs> yeah. Um. Any extra
1: comments you need to add on or want to add? Um. Uh... Um, um, if you love war games, you should really get Fallout 3. Although, although it is only single player, as I said last week. So when you say if you like war
0: games, I'm thinking of, for example, Counter-Strike. Doesn't seem to be anything like that to me.
1: Yeah, well, it's, it's more post-apocalyptic. Yeah, post-apocalyptic, which I also
0: said wrong. Post-apocalyptic, no very hard word to say. Yeah, not the easiest of words to say at the moment. Um, so yes, I'd love to know what that means, because I have no idea. So, by post-apocalyptic, do you mean there's just been a massive disaster which has has happened?
1: Yeah. Um, uh, the thing is called a uh, holocaust. And holocaust. Then- No, Holocaust. Holocaust? Yes. Okay, and what's this? Basically, it's just the American way of pronouncing it. Yeah. Holocaust? Yeah. Um, Basically, it's this really big bomb which has literally destroyed, like, like, all, like, plant life, all animal life, and, like, nearly all human life. And some have uh, mutated, some haven't, so... And the only way to preserve humanity is in these underground votes. And I'm really excited about Fallout Las Las Vegas or something like that, which I can't actually know now from the top of my head. Fallout Las Vegas does look like,
0: it looks very similar once again to Fallout 3. I, I still do have the feeling from looking... I did actually take a really good look at the game this week and thought, wow, it's very different to Oblivion. The, the worlds are completely different. It actually sort of reminds me of um, a completely different style of game because the way it, it just doesn't look like Oblivion anymore to me.
1: Yeah, um, I, he was saying to me, it is just oblivion with different things. Say- yeah, I did say this
0: last week, and
1: we're like, no, 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 and then now he agrees with me. Still think it's a bit like oblivion with different skins, but
0: you can email us with your comments about that. Ah, <laughs> speaking about emailing, we do have an email address. We'll tell you about that towards the end of the show. So our game of the week is once again an iPhone app, because as we've covered in the news, it seems that there are a lot of apps coming out. And this one, unlike last week's, is actually currently free. The name of the app is Cops and Robbers. So what are the good things about this game? What are the shortcomings of the game? And
1: why should people get it, basically? What's the story Explain. Okay, the story is that you live in a flat, but the rent is, is due. And the only way that you can pay it is by diamonds. Hmm. Are you playing a robber in this? Well, um, uh, you can play as a cop or a robber. Okay, then. But um, you can only play as a cop um if uh, you've completed the level. Okay. So... What do you have to do? Well, basically, in each level, there's one diamond where um, you have to unlock a safe. Okay. And how do you find these diamonds? What kind of games? Is
0: it a sort of platformer? Is it 2D? Is it 3D?
1: Um, well, um... Basically, um, the way to find diamonds is that there is a blue light shining out where, uh, like, the diamond is. And, um... It is a, well, in part it's a 3D game bit because like, and in part there are, and in part it's a it's a platformer because it goes sideways. It's basically different. So a 3D game different.
0: can be a platformer. So is this a 3D platformer basically?
1: Yeah. It's basically for different scenes. There's different. There'll be different angles. Angles,
0: yeah. Okay, and what do you have to do? You've said that you have to get diamonds, but how do you do this? Do you have to I don't know, do sort of Spider-Man style and jump across the city? Do you have um, to race in a car?
1: Basically, um, uh, you have to run on foot away from from the police because they know they know that you are a robber. Oh yeah, and I forgot to mention um, uh, you can um, change like um, uh, if uh, you're female or the male. male. And uh, also the color of the of the, your clothes, so
0: what is the usual price of this app? I think something like one seventy nine or something but it's available at the moment for free on the iTunes apps on it has been for a couple of days, and they say for a limited time only what are the
1: good points of the game? yeah, the good points about this game is that um you you always move forward and It's really fast. Like, fast pacing. Yeah, fast pacing. And, um, also... Um... Um, the way that, um... You unlock the safe is easy. And is... Is the game fun? That's what, basically, we want to know. It it is very, very... As, um... As, um... It's always, like, a new challenge... Um, even though the graphics are like sort of um, uh, or sort of edgy, it still looks good.
0: Yeah, I think it does look. It looks reasonably good from the screenshots that I've seen and on the iTunes App Store. But obviously, this game can't be that good if they're just going to be offering it for free for a while. It could be that it's just a sort of promotional period. Um,
1: what what are the bad points of it? well um the the bad uh, the bad point is that um um i don't see why you have to pay in diamonds because where uh, you also collect money from like running around so it should be also oh,
0: there's sort of story flaw there, but is there any problems with the game the way the game works maybe the control scheme um does it crash a lot?
1: Well, um, uh, to to uh, jump, you um have to t- touch the um screen, but some okay, but sometimes sense. it doesn't really like jump. Oh, it's not jump. responsive. Yeah. Okay, that could be bad as it could lose your level, and it's one of those things
0: when you're playing in a game, and you're just like, "This is why I do not like touch screens.
1: Also, also, um, also, also, um, uh, you have to turn the screen. A lot, so uh, that the character moves. So what do you mean by that? Do you have to actually physically yeah,
0: use the accelerometer to turn it?
1: Yeah, left and right. Okay, so you can't kind
0: of flick to go in the direction no. you want. Do you think that's a bad thing? I would have thought that having an accelerometer and kind of tilting the phone would have been fun.
1: It is sort of good, but sometimes um, it doesn't really work that well. Yeah, I've noticed the accelerometer...
0: Not the best thing in the world. It's the same with certain games, and even the Compass sometimes in the 3GS. The way that you can tilt it, and it will completely change the direction. There's a few little flaws with it, with the accelerometer. Yeah. Anything else that's bad? How's the sound? How's the music? Um, I can see it's very addictive from the people that have been playing it. I've kind of... I haven't played... I've played maybe about five seconds of it while I was unlocking a safe but I I've given it to a few people to play I was like here you go try this app and
1: tell me what you think reviews have been fantastic how's the music etc um the music is sort of catchy but um but um I usually turn the sound off because um it's like one of those songs which is like catchy but annoying oh okay um but
0: I don't think, from my own experience, you can play music in the background. No, I which haven't Which I always either. think is a major flaw in the game. I have tried that myself, and if you can't play your own music in the background, I think that's a major flaw, which
1: mm. hopefully people do mention in iTunes reviews. Or Also, the thing that I like is that you can play sideways as well as portrait.
0: Okay, so landscape and portrait yeah. orientation, then the game still
1: works. While well, you can tilt to move and everything. Yeah, I just really discovered this before we did this seg- segment. Okay, so it's interesting that
0: they've actually um, gone to trouble coding the game for both directions. And that's it for our game review and our game of the week. Thank you so much for joining us for the second episode of the Gaming UK podcast. It's fantastic to get feedback from you. And we'd like to know if you're enjoying the podcast, what we can improve, any problems if you have any comments on any games that we've commented on, anything at all to say, you can email us at gamingukpodcast at gmail.com and we'll read your email out to the show, or on the show I should say rather, and um, we'll respond to it as well. You can also find us at gamingukpodcast.blogger.com and you can subscribe to us on iTunes by searching for Gaming UK Podcast if you haven't subscribed yet. Remember, our email address is gamingukpodcast at gmail.com See you next week. Bye! Bye!